in a world where everybody has a bucket of soup that sits right outside their front door. And if you come over, you gotta either eat the soup or provide more soup. So it's kind of like a jungle juice soup situation. But there's one man who doesn't like soup. So what's he gonna do? Let's let's find out this summer. <laughs> and, and I am that man. Hi. Uh, welcome to Geek Film Critic, uh, where we review the best, worst, and most middle in the world of cinema. I'm Luke Jackson. I'm your host. I'm your best friend. I'm your puppy dog trainer if you need him to stop barking i'm your man um this week i was going to watch the movie blade i was gonna watch wesley snipes kill some vampires but then i got a screener to go watch the tomorrow war which came out this week early so i'm doing that instead because i have a lot of thoughts on the film and i thought i'd give you the hot hot scoop on a brand new film that came out i really think it came out on friday and so since i'm a big deal i got to see it early and um by, by now, if you wanted to see it, I'm sure you have seen it, but it's not, it's not, it's, oh, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how it is in a minute. So, from the director of Lego Batman comes a um, another Chris Pratt movie, because he's in um, every single movie ever these days, and so, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm excited to start, and I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock, and we are going to give you a synopsis. Ready? Begin. So, uh, Chris Pratt is a science teacher in high school, and in December of 2022, people from 30 years in the future show up at the World Cup and tell people that there's an alien war 30 years in the future, and the future population is dying out, and so they're enlisting the help of the past to kill those aliens, and people are being drafted to go fight these super powerful aliens, and everyone's dying, and it's not looking great so it's time travel and aliens and that's 30 seconds um yeah so that's basically it it's a very interesting premise and um yeah so that's what we're going to talk about today is this weird time travel movie with aliens and with chris pratt and let's talk about the good first and to be very honest there's not a lot of good here because this movie is ass um it's not good i didn't expect it to get, be good but I'll, I'll get into how it's um not very good <laughs> in, a, in a few minutes here but, you know, I do really have to commend Chris McKay and Zach Dean, who are the director and writer, res respectively, of this film. It's a very ambitious project, you know, because time travel's been done to death, and aliens have also been done to death. And so mashing them together and trying to create something unique was either really, really fresh and smart or really stupid. And it turns out it, it ended up being really stupid, but, you know, you have to give it to them for trying um, and as I kind of reflect on, it's a two hour and 20 minute movie, and as I kind of reflect on the good things in this movie, I, I don't really have a lot to say because I was pretty disappointed in the whole thing. The best thing I, I can say about this movie is the aliens looked pretty good. Like, the, it was a cool design. They, they looked great. They weren't really unique. They kind of looked like Alien from Alien mixed with, like, the Stranger Things beasts and so like they were scary looking and they were fine but they're they they weren't amazing they weren't fantastic and you know i guess but the special effects were well done there was clearly it was a very big budget movie there was a lot of money that went to special effects so the fx team did the best they could and it looked good but that was really the only positive of this movie unfortunately was 
some of the action was fine and some of the special effects were fine. But, you know, it, it, and I guess, to be fair, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. There are worse movies. This one's just not very good. It's very forgettable, which I think is is a big fault in movies is where you just don't think about them after and you're never going to want to see them again or tell anyone to go see them. But, you know, I did anyway. So now we're going to get into the bad. And where do I even start? Because it was all pretty rough. And I think I'll preface this, this, this section of me dumping on this movie by saying that the first two acts of this movie are a very below average action movie. It's a very forgettable action movie. But they're mostly fine. And if if the two acts were the entire movie, then this movie wouldn't have been as bad. It would have just been like, whatever. It's another average action movie. And, you know, I like Chris Pratt and I like J.K. Simmons, but they don't really do anything special. You know, I don't think Chris Pratt's that talented of an actor. I think he I think he looks the part. I think he's handsome. I think he's funny. I think he's, I think he's fine. You know, I don't think he's ever going to win an Oscar or do anything out of control in terms of acting, but I think he's a good action lead and uh you know jk simmons is i one of my favorite actors but he just doesn't bring anything to the table here that's that's that special and so you know the first two acts aren't awesome but they're fine and it's really the last 40 minutes which really pushed this movie into being as bad as it is and 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 i guess it moves it from being just a forgettable action movie to just like a poorly constructed and a poorly written film and so i'm going to talk briefly about the first two acts and my issues there and then I'm going to go into what ruined the movie for me, which was the third act. And so the premise, you know, it's pretty dark, right? The future is dying and the pa- and the present is being enlisted to fight for the future, right? And so it's not looking good. All of, like, the world's armies have banded together and the world's armies have died trying to kill these aliens. And so now they're drafting just regular people to go into the future for seven days to fight. And then the, after their seven days, they come back and... You know, it's it's really horrible. And so it's, it's a pretty dark premise, but they don't really lean into this. And one of the things that's interesting is when Chris Pratt, he produced, he, he's the executive producer here. And when he read the script and they went to go produce this film, they kind of thought it was too dark. And so they tried to add these comedic moments. And so they don't lean into the darkness, which I think if they did, if they just kind of like really dealt with this really interesting and dark and bleak concept of the future it would have been better but they don't right there are these constant quirky one-liners which aren't very fitting in the context of what's going on like for example there's this one where where they're in the future they've just gotten there and something went wrong so they landed it they ended up landing in a bad spot and a bunch of people died from like a, a, a fall and they're going to kill these aliens and they're going to ex- extract these people from like a scientific research center. And they're just, there's, there's these continual just kind of one line jokes nonstop about like, oh, this is like, we're gonna, this is silly, we're gonna die, or you shouldn't have said that, ha ha ha. And it just doesn't fit because it's a very intense moment. And so what it does is it brings an air of levity, but it, it does it poorly so it just makes it it just kind of is feels stale because it, it doesn't lighten the tension and the tension's not great in the first place so it just kind of is is stale and then when they do try to be serious and kind of lean into the darkness it's at these really weird moments like right at the beginning of the movie um chris pratt is teaching his high school class and he's a science teacher and and he's teaching them about like photosynthesis like a very basic very unimportant concept you know like who really deals with photosynthesis every single day of their lives right like it's it's obviously it's a cool phenomenon i don't want to dump on any scientists listening but like 
it's not that important to high school kids. And, and these high school kids are like, why does this matter? Like, why does this matter? Because we're all going to die. Everyone's dying. But Chris Pratt goes on this weird, like, we need science. It's more than ever right now. So focus up as we learn about photosynthesis. And so, like, you know what could have been, like, a moment where he's like, you're right. Let's talk about this. He's like, well, we got to talk about photosynthesis because that's what's going to matter. Didn't make a lot of sense. And so, you know, it, like, the the whole plot, which at the beginning I was like, I, I couldn't tell if it was going to be cool was ruined because the way that they handled it was just like dumb and then there's also this underlying b story throughout the film of chris pratt and his dad and his dad is played by jk simmons and it's it's so strange and so poorly handled because the whole thing is that chris pratt hates his dad we don't really know why but he knows the he he really hates his dad they don't have a relationship but then when chris pratt gets drafted there's this really weird scene where chris pratt goes to jk simmons and is like I don't want to be drafted. I need you to help me get out of this. And then J.K. Simmons is like, okay. But then, <laughs> then for whatever reason, the scene, they kind of just get into this weird fight, which doesn't make a lot of sense, where it's like, you weren't a good dad, which is, duh, we knew that because that was presented earlier. And it just doesn't... The scene doesn't accomplish anything, and the tone in it's so strange because we got these really almost ad-libbed very chris pratt quirky lines of like who are you like the guy from the sopranos out here living with your jeep and your guns but then and then like two seconds later he's like you were a bad you were a horrible father and you're never gonna talk to me or my daughter again and so you know it was very um tell don't show which was frustrating because we knew that he had this bad relationship with his dad, so this beginning scene, which is which exists solely for the purpose of introducing J.K. Simmons into the film, it just felt dumb and out of place. And then later on, we get this, which is it's in every time travel movie. It seems there has to be this token scene where they talk about how the time travel works and how the loopholes and the plot holes that people are going to come with wouldn't work. But the way that this movie handles that scene, and you know, I don't know if that scene really works ever. Like in Tenet, they kind of handle it very briefly, where Robert Pattinson is character is describing it, how it works and how the time flows and whatever. But in this movie, the way the scene is is these people are being sent to the future, and they're in this briefing room, and they're literally just kind of like, "Well, why don't we just do this? We can't do this because it'll make it harder, or why can't we just do-? like?" It's a very back and forth question and answer scene, which is handled again poorly and written poorly and it felt like the writer just threw it in there to be like well there people are going to come up with plot holes and so i need to refute them on screen and you know if you're having a time travel movie with aliens i think to some extent you just kind of need to have that and let it go (laughs) because nobody's gonna really be questioning it because they're already in the movie and the scene happens like 20 30 minutes in if people are going to stay 20, 30 minutes into your movie, you've got them. You don't need to like explain in detail why our plot holes aren't going to aren't going to work. And so the way that they handled it was dumb. And I think they could have handled it in better ways without just having an explicit scene and dealing with it kind of as the action goes along, kind of having some side conversations about like, well, why didn't we just do this? And then being like, well, we couldn't because of this. Instead of ha- setting it explicitly apart from the rest of the film. And then, so anyway, so we get to the future, and, you know, Chris Pratt ends up the big, so spoilers, so Chris Pratt's, the big, like, reveal uh, halfway through the movie is that Chris Pratt is dealing with his daughter, who's, like, leading this this army in the future. 
And so the way they handle this relationship is really strange too because at the beginning, Chris Pratt is really close with his daughter who's like five, six, seven, eight at the time, between five and eight, I can't really remember. And so when he meets his daughter who's like 30 in the future, obviously, he's like, wow, like tell me like what happened. Like what happened to get here? What did I do? Like where am I? How did I die? How did I die? That kind of stuff. And so... We get like three moments where the daughter's like, we shouldn't talk about this. This is just going to make it harder. And then out of nowhere, she's suddenly like, you and mom got divorced and it's horrible and it's bad. And this like reveal that Chris Pratt in the future is going to leave the mom and dad made no sense given that his character is like this perfect Jesus, no, I can't do anything wrong kind of guy. And I kept trying to kind of solve this because it's presented and then it's just kind of left that Chris Pratt is going to end up leaving his wife and his daughter. And so I kept trying to solve this puzzle throughout the film of like, why would he do this? Especially because he is being presented as like this perfect character with no flaws. He really has no flaws. And so it just seemed like such a dumb thing to add and it didn't do anything to the movie. It didn't do anything to the relationship. It didn't add any stakes because it had already happened in this girl's future, right? Or in this girl's past. And so it didn't, do anything because they never addressed it again it was just kind of like well i would never do that like that's what chris pratt's character says he's like well i would never do that and she's like yeah but you did so it was strange and then you know the only like the only flaw that he has is this fictitious future which never actually ends up happening so he's just like this perfect character who's not very fun to watch and so that kind of sums up my issues in the first two which is a lot of just poor storytelling and poor writing in the first two acts. And so now we're going to dive into the third act, which is where I had my biggest issues. And so basically the plot in the third act or where we step out from is we learn that the daughter is creating this toxin, which can kill all of the aliens, right? And so they don't have the technology in the future because the aliens have wiped out most of humanity. And so the daughter's like, you need to take to, to Chris Pratt's character is like, you need to take, this toxin that I produced back to the past, mass produce it, and then send it to the future. But how what ends up happening is the aliens end up attacking the base where she's making this toxin, and so they, they wouldn't even have the technology to deploy it because the aliens win, right? In the future, the aliens win. So Chris Pratt is sent back to this past with the toxin, and it's like, we need to find out how to stop this war before it even started. And that's kind of where we're at, which is, you know, it's like, whatever, cool. That could be fine. How, how we can resolve this. And so they need to find this alternative way to stop the war before it even started because they have the toxin that would kill the aliens, but now the alien war is lost in the future. And so before I kind of get into how wild the alternative is and how poorly the resolution of this film is, I wanted to talk about how, last, how stupid the last scene in the future is before Chris Back, Pratt returns to the past. And so his daughter explains to him that he needs to take this toxin back. And Chris Pratt is like, I don't want to leave you here to die. And the daughter's like, this is the sacrifice you need to make to save humanity. And so they, that, this is the scene and Chris Pratt is like, okay, you're right. And so they have this, <laughs> they have this resolution of Chris Pratt's going to go back to the past and mass produce this toxin and find another way to save humanity. But then the aliens show up and before Chris Pratt is zapped back to the future he literally is diving into an explosion full of aliens jeopardizing the entire future to save his daughter who he knows is about to die and so like 
Again, and it's just the storytelling so poor because they say something, but then they go in the exact opposite way of it. Because what's the point of having the conversation of, I'm not going to leave you, you need to leave me, okay, you're right, but then just bailing on that immediately. Because it just doesn't do anything. And then it also ruins the sort of do this for the greater good message that is almost there throughout the film. This idea of, well, we need to do what we can in the present to protect the future, or we need to sacrifice things today to help the future, right? Like that's this underlying message, sort of. But then when Chris Pratt dives and jeopardizes everything, it's just like, well, just be selfish and save who you want to. Like only care about your loved ones. And so, you know, doesn't make a lot of sense. And so that, I thought that was super dumb. But anyway, so we're, we're in need of this alternate resolution because he can't send the toxin to the future because the future, the aliens win. And so my dumbass thought what the movie was going to do is that they were going to be like, well, let's mass produce it for 30 years, wait till the aliens show up, and then just wipe them out and they come. So when they come. So it's kind of this waiting game. And why I thought that is this could possibly explain why Pratt becomes distant and leaves his wife and daughter because, you know what I mean, he has to spend the next 30 years mass producing this toxin searching for where the aliens are going to show up and then planning how they're going to release this toxin and kill them all made a lot of sense to me but no that's not what they do let me tell you what they do instead <laughs> chris pratt comes back to the past and in his daughter's bedroom this high school teacher and his wife who is like a, a therapist it seems like but they discover what none of the most brilliant scientific minds in the future could discover that the aliens didn't come from space they crash landed on earth millions of years ago and they've been living under the right russian ice caps and the reason that they get out is because in 30 years global warming gets so bad that it mounts the ice caps and they're able to crawl out so global warming lets them out and that's that's the big thing which is such a weird (laughs) such a weird place to come to when your whole thing is that these people have invented time travel but they didn't know where the aliens came from and they couldn't figure out that that's how it came from and it's 30 years in the future so it's not that far away and so i thought it was dumb that they were like well we don't know where the aliens came from but then in the bedroom this high school teacher is like i know and how they find this out also is with the help of some random ass high school kid who just knows a lot about volcanoes like just these these wild leaps which got us here And so the world is in shambles at this point, right, in the present, because they know that in 30 years, all life on Earth is going to be eradicated, that these aliens are going to be killed. And so Pratt, his character, his name is Dan Forrester, Dan Forrester gets his team together, his, his dad, and he's like, we need, and his friends who we met in the future who were drafted as well, and they were like, we need to go to Russia and... We need to mass produce this toxin and we need to kill the aliens to stop the war before it started. And so they go to the government and the government guy who's like, I guess, the the head of military defense. We don't really know who this, this government man is, but he's like the government head of this project of killing the aliens. And they've obviously they failed because the future is in the future. They know that they've lost. And so Chris Pratt is like, let me mass produce this toxin and then let's go to Russia and kill the aliens. But the government's like, you have no proof of this. And also, uh, taxpayer dollars on... I'm not going to spend taxpayer dollars on sending you to Russia. No way, pal. 
But also, this same dude earlier in the movie is like, if you die, your family's going to get $1 million of taxpayer money. So, <laughs> like, again, this random switch of being like, well, the brilliant minds couldn't figure out that they came from the Russian ice caps, but you did. But then also the switch of being like, well, we can't afford to send you to Russia, but we can't afford to give every single person who dies, we can afford to give their family $1 million. But the whole idea is that so many people have died. And so now money is the issue made no sense. So obviously they're going to go to Russia anyways. And so they sneak to Russia with the help of J.K. Simmons, who is just for some reason the god of eluding the government. And so, like, we, we're, we're never really sure why J.K. Simmons is is this brilliant man who can <laughs> never be caught by the government. It's just kind of is there. Never explained. But they go to Russia, and they, they find this spaceship under the ice caps. But they learn that it's a different breed of aliens who flew the ship, right? There's this one shot where they see this, this alien who doesn't look anything like the... The aliens who, who they're called White Claws in the future doesn't look anything like the White Claws who killed everybody, who eradicate the human race. It's this different breed of aliens and they're just like, oh, would you look at that? This is a different alien. And they never explain it again. And they find out that the alien, the White Claws were just like cargo on this ship. But what's the point of that? Why introduce another alien race and just blow past it? Made no sense. And so they we find out that they're cargo and... They find the ship and they find that these aliens are on there. They're like, okay, we have proof. We have 30 years. Should we go back to the government and let them help us mass produce this toxin? Because we only have a few vials of it. And then we can kill the aliens. <laughs> and then someone in the group is like, well, maybe we shouldn't because the government might do a bad job. And Chris Pratt is like, you know what? You're right. Let's do it the ourselves, the eight of us. Which was so stupid because it didn't make any sense. And again, it's just like, it felt like the writer knew that these were the issues and knew that it was like, well, this is going to be stupid, but maybe if I bring it up, it'll be less stupid. But it just made it more stupid because it was this clear moment of like, well, we have proof now. Why wouldn't we go to the government? And then like the reasoning is literally, well, what if the government does, doesn't listen? And then they're like, you're right. Let's do it. Our so, so foolish, so stupid. And so they do it, right? They blow up the... They blow up the ship, they kill all the aliens, it's great, it's it's awesome. And so the end of the movie comes and it's like the world's kind of in shambles because the aliens have just been killed but it's been pretty rough for the last couple weeks, last couple months. And so we see Chris Pratt and he's like, I, he's made up with his dad because they killed aliens together. And <laughs> he's in his front yard and then there's this voiceover from Chris Pratt that's like, and I learned that the best future for me was my future already. And this voiceover came out of nowhere. There's no other point in the movie where there's a voiceover. There's no other moment where Chris Pratt is heard talking to us specifically as the audience. And so it took me right out of the movie because I figured it would be like maybe it cuts to him at like a press conference being like, yeah, I killed the aliens. Or even him talking to his high school students about being in the future. But no, it's just a voiceover and then we go to credits and so it made no sense and that's one of my biggest pet peeves in movies is when they have this inconsistent narrative language where we we jump in and out of voiceover because it makes no sense to me anyways so that's how the movie ended and that's how the resolution ended and it just was so stupid and it was so out of left field and made no sense and so random and quick and it just it sucked <laughs> and so it was just a trash way to end the movie 
and you know overall the movie's bad some of the action is fine but it's it's not a good movie i wouldn't recommend it i'd give it a two out of five and it's it's really not worth checking out it's on amazon prime if you really want to waste two and two hours and 20 minutes of your life you can go ahead and do it but i personally really was disappointed and really did not have a good time but we're going to jump into a review from someone who did like it and this is a 10 out of 10 review by imdb user uh brown blythe and they say the movie had a timely and has a timely and important message about our responsibility to our children and grandchildren to keep the world safe and habitable, and the necessity of making some sacrifices to do so. And so, you know, I don't really think it does that because the message that it presents is like, well, wait till the last possible moment until it's it's the worst it can be, and then also just kind of screw everyone else and fend for yourself. Like that's kind of the message. Like again, and, and I kind of talked about this earlier, but I get where the reviewer is coming from with the whole you know, it kind of presents this, kind of hints at this idea of like, we're killing the earth and we need to make sure it's habitable. We need to sacrifice things today to present a better future for our children and our grandchildren. But again, as I kind of explained with Chris Pratt's actions throughout the movie, it's kind of like bail on the world to save yourself, but then the universe will force you to be responsible. Like it, it doesn't really give us enough of this message of take care of the present to to deal with the future to to say that this message is uplifting and also the only reason chris pratt does anything is to, to benefit his daughter and also to kind of prove to himself that he's not going to leave his wife and his kid right so it's it's not this message of sacrifice to save the future it's this message of like take care of your family and which i guess isn't a bad message but it also isn't the message of make the world habitable it doesn't do a good job of presenting that message anyways let's go back into the review they say i've watched this film three times in as many days and i think that most concerns about the film are overdone i do not consider there to be distracting plot holes and i do not think the movie is over long i also do not consider it to be merely a recreation of the 2014 movie edge of tomorrow i've never seen edge of tomorrow but i do have to applaud this reviewer for watching this movie three times in three days i could never do that and i, I guess you know if you're going to watch the movie three times Maybe the plot holes and maybe the issues that I had become less present because you're watching the movie three times. But, I mean, if you're that dedicated, you have to like it. The reviewer continues. They say, The special effects were completely done, and it's obvious that the screenwriters paid special attention to what was written. The movie takes itself seriously, but there are some well-timed and well-needed comic relief. It's not a book by Tolstoy, and it's not intended to be. It primarily exists as a means to entertain, but it does so with aplomb. For me, it's a solid 10. Try it. You may love it as much as I do. So I had a, lo a lot of reviews that I read kind of had this sentiment of like, don't overanalyze this movie. Don't even like, don't worry about the plot holes. Like that's not the point of movies. We're just, we're just supposed to be entertained, which, you know, I guess they're right that the, the, the point of these big summer blockbuster movies are, is, is never to really make you think it's just to entertain. And I think that's kind of disappointing that <laughs> what we have to do in order to enjoy these movies is to turn our brain off and be entertained. Cause why, why do we just need to be entertained? Why can't movies be engaging and uplifting? And, and, and you know, this reviewer also goes, she's like, it's a really great message, but also like, it's not a good message. It, there's not really any message. So don't analyze it. Just kind of turn your brain off and be entertained by it. Which, again, I think like it really bums me out that that's what we have to come to de to defend these kind of movies. And that's what people who like these movies, that's that's what, that's what the hill that they die on is they're like, well, don't think about it so much. Because you should you should think about it so much. You should try to engage with a movie and, and be entertained. But also, 
I think movies should try harder to engage you and make you think. You shouldn't leave the movie and say, "Well, I never want to. I'm never going to think about that again." You should leave the movie and be inspired or have questions and want to discuss it after instead of want to trash it. So, anyways, that's the review. I'm going to guess the tagline for the movie, which I feel like it's got to be something like. The war for tomorrow starts today, or the best way the fu- the best way to save the future is to to be there. It's got to be something like that. I'm gonna pull it up now. The tagline is gonna find it here. Maybe it hasn't been released yet because this movie's so new. Yeah, because you know I can't look it up beforehand because I don't want to cheat myself. So there really is no tagline yet. So I'll have to keep you updated on that because I don't I don't see one. Sorry. Sorry, no tagline. So for for now, believe that it's uh, the war for tomorrow starts today. So I was right. Um, now we're gonna go and we're gonna do some geek film predictions, which I've been notoriously bad at. And so Boss Baby is what I did last week. I said it was gonna be at about a five point three, and Max Hartley, my guest, uh, my guest, my co-host, last week said it was gonna be at a five point eight, and it's sitting pretty at a six point zero. So Max was right, and I continue to suck butts at this segment. Um, Black Widow is coming out next week, and everyone knows about Black Widow. It has Florence Pugh, David Harborman, Scarlett Johansson, solid cast. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be sitting at a 6.5 out of 10 by next week, but we'll see. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for me today. Um, Next week, I am going to do Blade. We're just going to push it back a week. So if you want to watch it and come prepared with some thoughts to think about while you listen, more than welcome to do so. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you listening. If you like the podcast, if you like what you're hearing, share with your friends, share with your families. If you want to be on the show, if you have anything you want to say about the show, if there's a movie you want to hear me talk about, let me know. You can send me an email at luke.jackson at thegeekwave.com or you can follow me, follow me at underscore underscore luke.jackson at Twitter, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I'm going to leave you with the wise words of a uh, letterbox user named lily who in her two-star review said hollywood would you please stop trying to make us like chris pratt uh, for a geek film critic i'm luke jackson thanks for listening